No Junk Mail presents Springtime Cleanup, read to you by James R. Von Felt. Annie Rudd entered the gas and grill, waving her arms and exclaiming, It's springtime, it's springtime, and daylight savings makes it bright, almost to eight o'clock. Everyone at our table chuckled as we were discussing just the same topic. Come sit with us, Lacey said. We're not done exploring all we're going to do. We need some help. The town spring cleanup is a popular topic at morning coffee clutches. It's also a time to jar some people into getting rid of the junk in their yards. Every spring, the town rents a dumpster. The men in town go from place to place and help collect old stuff people want to get rid of. Our county doesn't have zoning laws related to broken down old cars, trucks, tractors, or other objects. Such things can become an eyesore in town. We've discussed such a law for years but can't seem to come to a consensus. So, what we do is discuss what we think is an eyesore in town. That seems to get results without a town council meeting. A few years ago, the state came through town and cut down old trees that looked like they would fall on the state highway. Rather than send the logs to the landfill, I suggest they pile them up in my empty lot behind Grandma Laurel's house. They would make good firewood. It was quite a pile. I couldn't chainsaw them up fast enough to some people. Somebody thought it was an unsightly mess. I received a polite hint, which got me going quicker. I didn't think it was that messy. It was an old empty lot, my empty lot, and that's the rub. People see things differently if it's their junk. Those junk cars in Izzy's yard give the town a bad name. Maureen was pointing across the road at Izzy's place. Everyone driving the state highway through town sees them. Just look at that. He's driving over the curb to park that old rusty truck in front of the porch. Yolanda can't be happy about that. There are always two or three old cars in the driveway and yard. Now look here, Maureen, Frosty said. Izzy's working his butt off trying to build a business and make ends meet. He works full time as a mechanic at the tractor place in Memphis, then comes home to fix cars in his shop. I've seen him working till after midnight some nights. He's building up a business. A lot of the guys bring their old cars to him. In my opinion, I think he deserves a medal. Sure, give him a medal, Maureen replied. But how can we ask anyone else to clean up old junk if his place looks so bad? Well, you got me there, Frosty replied. Got any suggestions? Sure. Send him a letter. Tell him to clean it up. That's mighty direct, Annie said. What would you do if you got a letter like that? Clean it up, Maureen replied. Pastor Zook squinted his eyes and looked directly at Maureen. It's kind of fuzzy, but was it you who was all upset with Oren Dyer when he suggested your grass was getting too long last summer? That's different, Maureen retorted. He was trying to tell me what to do, and how he said it made me mad. 
I know when to mow my grass. I've been doing it for years. Besides, Oren apologized. The temperature was going up a bit in our conversation, and we all knew it. There was a pause for reflection and cooling down. Vicky, who was serving another round of coffee, had been listening in as usual, and she put in her two bits. You've got a good point, Maureen. It's how you put it that counts. Looks to me like Issy's got a parking lot problem. They need two places just for their cars, then more space for the cars he's fixing. And he's not the only one around here with that problem. John's got three kids at home over on Lincoln Street. He drives the company truck, and I count three other vehicles when I go by there. With that, Vicky moved on to the following table with a comment or two. Isaac Miller and Amos were debating the enduring values of organic versus standard farming practices. What's the schedule for rebuilding the park pavilion, Ben asked. Don't change the topic, Maureen added. We need to do something about Issy's. There was another lull in the conversation. What if we could come up with a solution and help Issy with doing it, Annie commented. Remember when we helped Ralph put on a new roof? We even got the materials from the old barn Eric was tearing down. That saved his house. They couldn't afford anything at that time. Another pause as everyone seemed to be mulling the problem over. Ben interrupted the silence, addressing a question to Frosty. What's the condition of the alley behind Issy's? That's your backyard. You use it some, don't you? Yeah, but what are you getting at, Frosty said. Ben scratched his chin and then began. What if we petitioned the council to improve the alley and add gravel in the back, behind Issy's shop while they're at it? He could store the cars there. That would free up his driveway for his cars and get the clunkers away from the front yard. Lacey injected. But how would he get the cars into his workshop? Some don't run when he gets them. The town tractor, Ray injected. Ray was sitting at the next table. Nancy was with him. They were listening to our conversation. Frosty, you sometimes keep the town tractor over by your garage, don't you? Well, why don't you let him use the tractor when he needs to move cars? That sounds like a plan, Maureen said. Who will tell Issy? I can do it, Ben offered. Helen and I are having Yolanda, Issy, and the kids over for dinner after church Sunday. Is getting the council to approve the gravel going to be a problem? Don't think so, Frosty said. I'll be meeting with the mayor this afternoon. They've been planning on improving the alley sometime this year anyway. I'll call you if there's a problem. Vicky interrupted. Here, Ray, these are for you. She laid a package gently on the table before him with a big grin and a dramatic glare. Ray slowly opened the envelope and poured the contents on the table. A phone and a wallet. What? When did you get these, Ray said excitedly. Why, a minute ago, Vicky said. A big guy came in and gave it to me. He said, give this to Ray when he comes in. Oh, and he said his name was Jake. 
Chairs turned over and coffee was spilled to get to the door to see who had delivered the package. But by the time they got to the door, no one was in sight. Well, that's it for now from where the corn grows tall and pigs fly. Take care. All my love, Grandpa Jim.